to Used Car News Podcast. Used Car News is your top source for fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. Here are this month's top stories. Used values, LTVs dip in latest report. FTC safeguards rule arrives. Are you ready? And auto theft bill approved. Hello, everybody. This is Jeffrey Ballant, Managing Editor of Used Car News, and this is the Used Car News Podcast. Today, we've got a great guest, uh, Melinda Zabriskie of Experian. We've written about her and talked with her many times over the years, and this will be focusing on their latest Q1 State of Automotive Finance report. So it's going to be a good one. Melinda, I tell you what, can you just introduce yourself and tell us about your title and a little bit about your background? How did you get to where you're at? Sure. So Melinda Zabritsky, I'm a senior director of automotive finance solutions within our Experian Automotive Business Unit. And uh, I'd have to say I probably don't have the most traditional initial career path. I spent my 20s after college working campaign politics for many years. So being an automotive, quite a bit different. Uh, Went ahead, earned my master's degree, and then spent a few years with another credit bureau. I was uh, in product and product development, and I was looking to advance my career, and Experian offered me that opportunity when they were looking to start an automotive credit vertical, and I've been here ever since, almost almost 20 years now. Interesting. So what is your background? What was your degree? Was it numbers, or what what was it? (laughs) So my undergraduate was political science uh, with a a focus on urban government, and I was probably one of the few poli-sci grads who actually did political stuff. Right, right. Um, And uh, then, uh, like I said, went and got a master's with a a business administration degree. Okay, uh, okay. Kind of fell into product management, product development. This interests you, obviously, you've been doing it for a while, you do good at it. During today's times, I would guess you're probably glad you're not in poli-sci anymore, in (laughs) politics anymore. Very much so. This is is a very different environment than uh, the one I worked in. I bet a lot less bloody for sure. Okay, excellent. So um, tell us a little bit generally what Experian Automotive is doing with this state of automotive finance report. Sure. So I started putting these together way back in 2007. Part of it, it, every quarter since 2007, part of it's to provide data and insights into the industry, you know, to be a, a source of consistent and accurate automotive trends. And, you know, as an aside, it helps us showcase the data behind several tools that we have available to our clients. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's a, it's great. We're going to let our listeners know how to get a copy of that, but it is a great resource. We enjoy it. I enjoy it. I learn, I learn something every time. So this is great. So at the opening, you start out with a report going into originations, I should say. Where are consumers financing? What are they conf- financing in terms of new versus used and lease in this quarter? Sure. So to start uh, for new cars, we're seeing more cash and that's had an impact on pushing used vehicles to represent a larger portion of the auto finance space. Right now, when we look at 100% of financing, used is a little over 60%. There's so much focus, of course, on the new car market, but majority of financing is used vehicles. Um, Also on the new vehicle side, leasing continues to decline. Uh, Q1 did see leasing a little higher than Q4. Um, It's a little over 18%, but you know, pre-COVID, it was, you know, in the 30% range. So that is still down. And we're actually seeing uh, used vehicles represent a little bit more of the lease market as well. That's interesting. I wonder how that works. I, in fact, I know a couple of dealers who do that, but that is, that's very rare, it seems. 
Yeah, a lot of when you look at used leasing, a lot of it are off-lease vehicles. You know, some of the off-lease vehicles end up being leased again. Most of them, of course, go into the retail space. And we also see a lot of dealer service cars end up into the lease market. Ah, okay. All right. That makes sense. You said more cash on the new side. Yes. Yes, definitely. And a purely a reaction to the increased interest rates out there. You know, historically, when you look at new cars, you would see around 15% of the new car market would be cash. Mm-hmm. And now we're at 20%. And it's inching up a little bit in just the last couple months. Would this be across, I know we're going to get into that, but would this be across all credit spectrums or are these more like prime, super prime type thing? It tends to be more prime. You know, the new car space is predominantly prime. Right. And what we're seeing, especially in the very prime markets, are more of the very super prime consumers, you know, bringing more cash in as well as prime. But most of the new car market is, is a very prime space. Excellent. You talked about in the report about sourcing of financing, and there was a change, it looks like in this quarter, the biggest market share of sourcing. As far as the lender type, we did see captives move back into the number one spot. And some of that was due to seeing some more incentives out there. You know, a year ago or so, you didn't have quite as many incentives in the marketplace, but we certainly have seen captives steadily pick up share for total financing, they are back in the number one, but the gap is so tight between captive bank and credit union. This is one of the tightest gaps I've seen. Everyone's, you know, 24, 25, 26% share. So it's, uh, it's, it's very tight across those three biggest lending segments. Interesting. And it makes sense for captives and obviously credit unions. Is it a battle over interest rates? So much of it is due to rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, bank share has been steadily dropping. And of course, we've heard of some banks who have left the automotive market and others who have you know, pulled back from automotive. So with, uh, with that happening, you know, that a lot of that share is going to the credit unions. And then again, if the captive is running incentives or if the manufacturer is running incentives, that's going to the captive. That is interesting. I was just going to say, I've been noticing that. In fact, my bank that I go to has pulled out of automotive, which is funny because these are big banks. You know, that's, that's interesting. But I also find on the used car side, I think of like lenders and they always kind of go in and out. They kind of go, you know, you know, they get scared and they pull back. It'd be interesting to see if these folks get back in when things change. I don't know. That's, that's interesting uh, trend. Yeah. What about in the report? I always like when they have market share amongst risk segments. What are you mm-hmm. seeing in there? Well, the trend that we're seeing across risk distributions has been steadily occurring for many years, and that is the fact that subprime is representing a smaller portion of the market. That trend has been going on for many years. During COVID, it, of course, was accentuated. We also saw score increases. You know, on average, more consumers are scoring higher. So we're finding just fewer consumers in the subprime space. But right now, you know, the entire subprime market is only around 17%, whereas, you know, 2018, it was 25, 26%. So that's been a pretty, pretty big change. That is interesting. What do you think would change that, would increase that? Like I said, the trend has been occurring for several years. You know, a lot of the things that could change it is, you know, when you look back to the recession of just, you know, unprecedented market changes, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that can have an impact on reducing scores. Of course, you know, we are in an environment right now of, of increased delinquency. And of course, if you go delinquent, that'll have an impact on your score. So if consumers start slipping on paying their bills, it will drive their scores down and we'll see subprime represent a larger portion. 
Yeah, it's funny because I, you know, with repos, with the moratorium they had on repos during COVID, I'm starting to hear at least on the wholesale side and the auctions and stuff that there's they're starting to see those, starting to see those repos come back. I assume that'll have an effect. You know, you mentioned a little bit about leasing. It is interesting how where leasing was such a huge part of the market for so long. And obviously with COVID, that changed with supply. You did mention that their leasing is down to what the, we said, 17%, something like that? A little over 18 Okay. And what's what's your thought on that? I know you're not a prognosticator, you're, you're a reporter, but um, in terms of what do you see on the leasing side, do you see anything changing that? So on the leasing side, of, of course, leasing, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with, with incentives. You know, there, there's certainly that risk in setting residuals. And as, you know, the used value shift and change and start coming down, you know, it's setting that residual, of course, is, is going to be so important. But when we look at leasing, you know, all the manufacturers show leasing down. You know, even some of the brands where you would see like Infinity, for example, historically, you would see leasing, you know, 60, 70 percent of their purchases and, and they're down. They're still high at around 47 percent, but wow. significantly lower than what they used to be. And then we're also seeing, you know, I, I look at the top 10 most commonly leased models and look at the comparison between what the, the payments are between the loan and the lease. And uh, we're starting to see, and I think this also ties to the affordability aspect, is we have cars again in the top 10. You know, we've had a couple quarters where it was just pickup trucks and, you know, SUV, CUVs. And uh, Q1, the Civic and the Accord came back in the top 10. Yeah, I saw but, that. Uh, yeah, the payment difference can be tremendous between the two. The F-150, one of the biggest differences, you know, $350 payment difference between a loan and a lease. So, you know, from that affordability aspect, leasing certainly is a very appealing product. Very good. Excellent. That's great. Now, on the, we're going to switch. The, the report has a new car side, used car side. We're going to go right to the used car side of the report. And what's the share of uh, financing of used cars between franchise dealers and used car independent dealers? So we're able to do analysis on dealers. There's 33 states or so where the DMVs provide us with dealer on title. So, so that'll be based on, on that market. Um, and when we look at the dealer types, I do take a look at of what is in the retail space, what that split is between franchise and independent. And we've seen a reduction in the share for independent dealers. Um, last year, they had nearly 50% share of the used transactions. This year, it's, it's a little under 48%. Uh, so we are seeing the franchise dealers represent a larger portion of that. I also dig something that's not in the report, but I also dig into the numbers a little bit and look at things like, you know, average model year sold between franchise and independent. And one of the things we are seeing, and again, I think it's the affordability aspect is the dealers on average are selling a slightly older vehicle than they have in the past, uh, especially in the independent side. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's that's really interesting. It is interesting. Going back further, I didn't ask you to do this, but going back further, what would have been a typical split? So the typical split, it usually favors the, the franchise side a little bit. Um, it's favoring the franchise side a couple extra percentage points right now, but it tends to just vary back and forth. Okay, cool. And then what about, we talked a little bit about credit unions earlier. Credit unions continue to be a huge part of uh, a used car financing. Has that changed? So they've continued to pick up share on used Last year, I basically said, you know, 2022 was the year of the credit union. They became, you know, the number one lending segment for the total market, as well as for used. 
And for Q1 this year, they are maintaining that number one lending position. When looking at financing, they're you know almost 30% of the market. Of course, part of that is with the bank pullback. You know, the bank share has dropped. Had the bank share not dropped and some of the banks hadn't pulled out, it probably would be a little tighter. But so much of it is driven by the interest rates. Right. I, was, I was looking at the average rate between banks and credit unions. And, you know, right now, uh, this is based on Q1. I think it's a little higher today. But right. the average bank loan rate was 10.11. And the average credit union was almost 8%. So a couple point pure points between those two. So it uh, certainly has that impact on that monthly payment when you compare those two rates. For sure, especially if you go on a longer term, for sure. Wow, that's great. And even think about the banks pulling out. That's a that's a great point because you're right. They've all credit unions have been strong the last, you know, a few quarters as long as I, we've been talking, but that would make a difference as well that you have a little bit less, fewer competitors out there. And they focus on used and they tend to be very prime. And as more of the market becomes prime and, and there's so much more focus on used, you know, with, with affordability aspects, it's really right into the space that they play in. Yeah, especially because the, the used is going to be a higher interest rate anyway. So you really want to save where you can, I would guess. We talked a little bit about subprime loans being at their lowest. On the used car side, is there, in generally speaking, you mentioned that, but on the used car side, is there anything that's going to change that or anything that you haven't talked about that? So used vehicle financing, certainly more full spectrum. You know, it kind of gets a 50-50 split between prime and subprime. It it used to be more of like a 60-40 split between prime and subprime. Now it's closer to 50-50. So even the used car market's becoming much more prime. When you split the used car market between the franchise and the independent space, uh, you certainly see more subprime with the independent stores and more finance companies with the independent stores. So one of the things we're also seeing with the banks, even some of the banks that haven't pulled back from auto, we're seeing some of them pull back from independent financing. So that, that's been a bit of a change within, within that use space. Yeah, that independence, that's always a challenge for them anyways, to find lenders that'll serve them, even the best of dealers, you know. Interesting, one of these uh, charts or one of these pieces of information that was kind of interesting to me, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not understanding it, in terms of used load amount falling, mm-hmm. why is that? That seems counterintuitive. I guess maybe I'm, again, not understanding. It's purely driven by vehicle values coming down. Yeah, so yeah. we did see that the, in just looking at um, the average used values, you know, last year we hit that peak. Right. And the loan amounts, the loan amounts hit a peak as well. So, you know, we had an average vehicle value of just under 28,000. Our average used loan amounts just over 28,000. This year, the values year over year came down to just a little over 25,000. So that did bring that payment down year over year. Uh, that loan amount, a little over 26,000. You know, it's still significantly higher than it was a couple of years ago. You know, sure, just 2021. Yeah it was, you know, less than 23,000. So we're still much higher than than we have been. And like I said, I've been doing this since 2007. And I can tell you 2007, that average loan amount was closer to 14,000. So some pretty big changes, but it's down just purely due to the values coming down. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I understand that. Do you have any expectations as you go forward in the 2023? Again, I know you're on prognosticator, but just from what you're seeing. I think most folks are expecting the the values to to just, you know, slowly decline. I mean, I, we're not going to see any dramatic decreases, but we should expect that to slowly decline. 
you know, it, it's still though, even though the loan amounts may decline, we're certainly not going to see the payments come down because of those interest rates. But I would expect to see that start to stabilize even more. Yeah, I was going to say that was one of the fears over the last couple of years with independent dealers is that they're afraid the values are just going to fall off a cliff and they're going to be stuck with all these vehicles. And everybody said that wasn't going to happen and it hasn't happened. So I was kind of surprised. Okay, so what about the relationship um, you talk about in the report you guys present between terms and rates, you know, the length of terms and the rates? What are you seeing in there? So, of course, rates climbing, you know, average used rate last year, you know, a little over 8%, you know, between 8 and 9%, depending on exactly what month you're looking at. Now it's over 11%. Uh, we did see terms come down a little bit. But on the used vehicle side, you know, we still see the majority of terms are 72 months, you know, over 40% of used terms are over 72 months. But we are seeing one of the trends that I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but we are seeing for both new and used is when you look at the terms for the more prime consumers, you're seeing consumers take out shorter term loans. And, and in part, it's again, trying to, you know, pay less interest. Um, and a lot of times the shorter term loans do have lower rates. So for both new and used, we saw the higher credit scoring consumers, their terms came down. Rates, however, are up for everybody. And they they tend to increase more on the prime side when you look at the used car market because the rates are already so high in the subprime and the deep subprime space. And many times they're already at state caps. So there's not a whole lot of room to increase rates you know, so lenders who are finance companies and subprime, there's a lot of compression there. But we saw some much larger increases on rates in prime, you know, three, four points up. Wow, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought up the, the shortening of terms. I didn't put that in my questions. And that was actually something that stuck out at me. That's, that's really interesting. And it makes sense when you have, when you have the money and the credit and you can do that. Obviously, you, you want to get that, knock that down kind of what flows from all those things is delinquency trends. What are the delinquency trends you're seeing in, the, in this quarterly report? Well, delinquencies are up. Uh, we saw them increase last year or last quarter, you know, year over year. Of course, we had, you know, very low levels of delinquency in 2021, 2022, you know, CARES Act, et cetera, you know, a lot of the, the freezes coming into play. But we have seen a steady increase in our delinquency rates we tend to track most closely our 60-day rates, both the percentage of loans as well as the percentage of balances that are delinquent. And right now we're higher than pre-COVID levels when we look at those delinquencies wow. and kind of close to where we were in 2009 and 2010. No, no. <laughs> How do you think that trend's going to go again, understanding? It? I think most people are expecting it to continue to rise. When payments are up, you do tend to see delinquency up as well. And when you do look at where the delinquencies occur, they occur on some of the highest payments. So as those continue to climb, you know, delinquency is climbing, but it's nothing that I don't think folks were, were not expecting. Most folks have been expecting them to increase. Banks have been planning for it. But keep in mind, with the used values still being elevated, the severity of loss is down. So that's a still good news on the lender side. Repeat that again, just so people can understand. Yeah. So as long as the used values and the auction values are high, and for the past couple of years, especially on the used car side, and there's not a lot of delinquency that occurs in new. Most delinquency occurs in the used car market because there's more subprime. And for the last couple of years, the used loan to value came down. You know, think about it as you're a consumer, the used values are so high you've got a couple year old car, you use it to trade in 
and you've got some equity in that yeah. vehicle. And so that has led to the loan to value on that, on that new purchase to be low. So if that loan goes delinquent, which most occur, you know, 16, 18 months into the loan, exactly, yeah. uh, the loans paid down a little bit more than what it would have been like five years ago. And the value markets are high. So when that, you know, the lender repos takes that vehicle to auction, it's worth more. Yes. So the severity of loss is down. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a really interesting. And so now, boy, we've gone through a lot of stuff. Was there anything they hadn't asked you that even in your overall summary report that you wanted to talk about or you wanted to mention that you found interesting? Because it's always interesting to find out what the, the actual person in charge of doing this finds interesting. Yeah, a lot of what I found interesting this quarter was, again, uh, seeing more cash in the market and especially more of those prime consumers opting for the shorter term loans. I did find that interesting. And, and especially then that caused me to dig into, you know, hey, what are the average rates on by term? And certainly seeing that the lowest rates were the shortest term. And that's really where the incentives were. Those are some of the things that I that I looked for the most in this quarter were how are people going to react to those those increased interest rates? I thought the same thing. And again, that factoid, that short term, shorter term thing did stick out at me as well. Well, this is great. I Boy, I tell you what, we it's always good talking to you. I learn a lot. And for people, this is just a, a taste of what's in that report. She really goes into a lot of stuff, both new and used. The credit tiers, everything's really in that report. Melinda, can you give our listeners some information on how they can uh, look at that report and acquire it? Absolutely. So you can find it on our website. Uh, you have to navigate over to our automotive group, but it's uh, experian.com backslash automotive. Um, I have this presentation that's out there. I have colleagues with other industry presentations there. You can download a copy and you can also listen to the recording of the entire presentation as I walk you through the trends that we were seeing. Yeah, this is fantastic, folks. I'm telling you, it's a great report. And as uh, Melinda says, the presentation is excellent. I I always find something interesting to to write about or to talk about when I go through it. And I learn a lot because I'm not a numbers guy. So it's really good to... Uh, talk with someone who's a numbers gal. So Melinda Sabrisky of Experian Automotive, I appreciate you doing this and I appreciate your state of automotive finance report that you do quarterly. And we look forward to you too when that comes out. Always a pleasure, Jeffrey. All right. Thanks for being on Used Car News Podcast. Used values, LTVs dip in latest report. Experian's State of the Automotive Finance Market Q1 report reveals that franchise dealers are gaining used market share, while used subprime loans remain at record lows. Over 52% of used car transactions occurred through franchise dealers compared to 50% the previous year. The average amount financed for used car loans decreased, but the average interest rate increased to over 11%. Average monthly payments for used loans also rose. Values and loan-to-value amounts for used vehicles decreased and loan terms increased for lower scoring segments. The report highlights a rise in shorter term used vehicle loans and a return of prime and super prime consumers to the used vehicle market. Credit unions remained significant players in vehicle financing. Delinquencies have surpassed pre-COVID levels. FTC safeguards rule arrives. Are you ready? The revised safeguards rule, which requires non-banking financial institutions to develop and maintain a comprehensive security program to protect customer information, became official on June 9th. 
Auto dealers, among other institutions, must ensure compliance. Changes include the need for a written risk assessment, evaluation of existing controls, and identification of individuals qualified to lead the information security program. The program's effectiveness must be reported annually, and customer data must be encrypted at all times. Non-compliant dealers may face accountability from the Federal Trade Commission. Dealers should consult legal or compliance professionals for full details of the requirements. Auto theft bill approved. Colorado Governor Jared Polis signed bipartisan legislation into law aimed at preventing auto theft and ensuring accountability for offenders. The bills, SB 23-097 on motor vehicle theft and unauthorized use, and SB 23-257, the Auto Theft Prevention Cash Fund, will take effect on July 1st. The legislation changes the classification of auto theft as a felony and eliminates penalties based on the value of stolen vehicles. It also introduces new offenses and penalties for motor vehicle theft and unauthorized use. The Colorado Independent Automobile Dealers Association, CIADA, supported the bills which aim to deter vehicle theft and reduce insurance fraud. The laws are part of ongoing efforts to enhance public safety in Colorado. Thanks for listening to Used Car News Podcast. Each month, we'll bring you fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. For a free subscription of Used Car News, please go to usedcarnews.com. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Make sure to share us on social media and like and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Want to save up to 80% on steep new tire prices? Premium used tires, like used cars, are a safe and affordable option when purchased from reputable sellers like Champ Tires. With more than 40,000 tires in stock, all you need to do is go to champtires.com to find the exact size, brand, and model and tread depth you need. Every tire is inspected and air tested, and shipping is free. This savings tip works when you need to replace one, two, or even all four tires. Shop at champtires.com today.